open up in prayer this morning father we just come before you lord in jesus name we thank you for this morning we thank you for your mercy and for your grace father and we just pray that you minister to our heart this morning we thank you father we love you and we give you all the glory and praise in jesus name amen you know pastor has been talking about something really awesome if you guys have been here you know any any time in the last month he's been talking about about uh, restoring together amen and he has a really big heart for 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 this campaign that he wants to start is restoring together amen because us as a body us as a church we have a purpose we have a purpose here in this world and we also have a purpose here in the city and we also have a purpose and anybody who walks through the doors amen we have a purpose you know, we have an awesome vision, and Pastor Reggie's been talking about restoring together. Amen. How important it is that we come together as a church and offer this place where anybody can come and receive restoration. Amen. Receive a word from God. Receive a change. Receive, receive something that's going to change their life. Amen. And it's a, and, and the scripture that he's been using is out of the book of Isaiah. And if you have your Bibles, you, we're just going to read it really quick so we know what this verse is about. Isaiah 58, and it's verse number 12. And it says, And those among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations, and you will be called to repair the breach. The restorer of the streets on the streets on which to dwell. Can I get an amen? There's a lot of awesome words right there when we look at that scripture. In verse number 12, it opens up with, we will rebuild. Amen? And then the second part of the sentence says, we will rise up. Right? And then on the end of it, it says, we will repair. And then at the closing of the scripture, it says, we will restore the streets for us to dwell on. Can I get an amen? See, that us as a church... You know, being in a place uh, uh, to restore together, it means that us as a church can be a place of refuge, right? Can be a place of refuge. A refuge means a place where you can get away, a place, a, a place where you can get away and be safe, a place where you can get away and, and be open, a place where you can go and get away and not feel judged and not feel the purpose and not, 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 not feel judged and not feel the pressure that the world uh, brings you, right? You know, I, I said this before one time in a, ser- in a sermon. I, I talked to a guy and I was telling him about church. And he said, oh, you go to that church. He goes, where all the gang members and the drug addicts are, right? <laughs> and I go, no. I go, no. I go, I go to the church where nobody gets denied. Can I get an Amen. I go, no, I go to a church where nobody gets denied. And that was awesome. Amen. The Holy Spirit just dropped them on him right there. Just bam, freestyle. Amen. No, I go to a church where nobody gets denied. Right? And and, and that us as a church can be a place of refuge. That we can be a place to rebuild the broken. Because many of us did come into this house broken. In one way or another. Maybe we came in distressed emotionally, mentally, physically. In one way or another, we were broken, amen? And we can be a place to rebuild the broken. Broken men and broken women. Because anywhere you go, you can see that there's broken men and broken women. It doesn't have to be the man uh, walking, pushing the cart with cans in it. Sometimes you could be walking through the mall, and you see that person at the register, and you know that they're broken. Amen? 
But when us were on candy crew at the men's home and we walk in everywhere, right? We walk in everywhere, try to sell you a candy. You, you, we will, right? And you could go into a lawyer's office and the dude doesn't see you walk in and the Holy Spirit tells you that man is broken. You could walk in anywhere and, and the Holy Spirit tells you, man, there's something wrong there. Minister to that woman, right? And see, and we could be that place where we rebuild a broken man and broken women, broken families, broken marriages. Amen. There's so many people out there that, that are being lost, that are losing their families, that are losing their marriages to trials and difficulties and so many different things. And the church could be a place. Amen. To raise a foundation to build. That's one of the most awesome things to know that we can raise a foundation to build, to build what? To build our lives. To build our future, amen? And to raise our children. You know, and if you guys were here last Sunday, there was a really awesome presence here last Sunday. And Pastor Edgy called up a couple people, and it was very random. You know, they got put on the spot, amen? Pastor will get you like that. He'll put you on the spot. But the most awesome thing is that we heard a testimony. We heard a testimony. We heard different people testifying of something that is true, something that is real. You know, it, it's, you know, I was telling one of the brothers one time, and I said, you know what? And he goes, people can argue my faith. People can argue my Bible, but they can't argue my testimony because I know who I was, and I know that I'm not that anymore, right? People can't argue the testimony of what took place in somebody's life. How can somebody tell you that that's not true? Right. I heard on the radio one time, he said, they, they asked the guy, how, how do you know? How do you know that you got saved? And he said, well, because I was there. <laughs> I said, I was there. I felt the change take place in my heart. I felt the change take place in my mind. I felt something new come into my heart. I felt something brand new, a, a spark of life that I thought didn't exist. How'd you know it was real? Because I was there. Right. Turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter number two. And this morning, I'm going to minister on having what it takes, having what it takes to be uh, uh, people that restore together, people that restore together, because we come here united as the body of Christ. Amen. We are the body of Christ. You know, the church, you know, Pastor Edgy always tells us, man, every one of you is important and every one of you has a part and every one of you has a calling, right? And, and when we talk about restoring together, and it's not just the pastor's job, right? It's not just one person's job. It's us together. <laughs> Amen. It's in the word restoring together. And the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter number two and verse number 10, it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Someone say good works. For good works. Amen. That means something to do. God created you with a purpose, with the intention to have something for you to do. Amen. For we are as workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good work, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Can I get an amen? See, one of the, one of the popular scriptures in this book, it's, it's verse number eight. It says, by grace, we have been saved. It says, through faith, not in ourselves, it is the gift of God. 
And a lot of us know that scripture that we've been saved uh, by, by grace through faith, right? And, and we think that we've just been saved just to be saved. But if we keep going another scripture down, it says that we've been saved for a purpose. We've been saved for a reason. That God called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light for a reason, with a purpose. With something that he intended beforehand, before he chose you out of the world, he already intended a work for you. Right? That's what we call it, restoring together. Doing this together. Amen? See, I think it's really important that we be stirred up. That we be stirred up, that we be excited, that we have a, a fire, that we have a, a pep in our step, that our backbone is straight and strong. Amen. Knowing that we belong to a church with vision. With the vision. Not division, a vision. Right? And, and I'm not talking about any other church to say that no church has vision. But I'm stirred up to know that my church does have vision. That I belong to something that's awesome and that it's moving and it's on its way. Amen. With follow through. To be excited that God is taking us somewhere. Amen. Why don't you make sure you're with me. Amen. Because I know that we're going somewhere. I, I know that the things that we're going through as a church. That God, we're going somewhere. Amen. You don't get challenged for nothing. I said it before one time in a sermon. The only person that gets challenged is the champion. Just know that you're a champion for God. Amen. You're so much of a champion for God that you're going to be challenged. Our church is a church of champions that our church will be challenged. And we're going somewhere and God is taking us somewhere to make an impact in the city. You know, when God can make an impact in a man or a woman, he can make an impact in that family. When God can make an impact in that family, he can make an impact in that community. When God can make an impact in that community, God can make an impact in that city. We're going somewhere. Amen. One by one, little by little, we're going to get there. Amen. We're going to do what God has called us to do and it's going to be awesome. We're going to see that we are going to be a place of refuge. We're going to see that we are going to be a place where people can come and be built up. The broken can come and be healed. Amen. See, and each and every one of you can be a part of it. Because it's something we're going to do together. You know, and, and I said this earlier, like Pastor says, every one of you, every one of us is important. Amen. And how far you go in your calling is up to you. Right? How far you go in your calling, man of God, woman of God, marriage of God, family of God. Right? Because restoring means this. It means to give something back that was lost or taken. Giving something back that was lost or taken. Has anybody ever here lost something? Or you feel like the enemy just ripped you off? You didn't know any better and the enemy ripped you off. And God says, I come to give it back. Amen. I come to give it back. And that's awesome. And together just simply means as a body. As a body. All of us. Amen. And if we're going to restore together as a church, it's going to take all of us to have what it takes to make this beautiful vision happen. Amen. It's going to take, it's going to, it's going to require having what it takes. And I'm going to get into that because you're having what it takes. What does it take? I'm going to tell you what it takes. Amen. Because it sounds beautiful when we talk about it, right? Right. It's almost like I'm here painting you a picture. And it sounds beautiful and it sounds awesome, restoring lives and healing people and purpose and, and deliverance and building up, right? 
Sounds beautiful to me, it does. Everybody needs it. You know, it sounds beautiful when we talk about the church as a place of refuge and as a place to restore. You know, so, so what does it take to, to, to be people that restores together? Amen. Because we need to be people that restores together. You know, if you guys ever, if you guys come regularly, do you ever notice when someone's not here and you wonder why they're not here? Right? And, and, your, and your heart just naturally says, Lord, you know, bless them today, wherever they are, traveling mercies, I hope everything's okay. Amen? Why? Because we have a love for each other. Amen? We have a love for each other and we have a concern for each other. Why? Because we want to restore together. Amen? And to restore together, one is going to take this, it's going to take passion. Somebody say passion. passion. Say it again. Say it like you have passion. 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 Come on, passion. It's going to take passion. Amen. Passion is, 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 is a deep emotion driven by conviction. Come on, amen. Driven by conviction, a deep emotion, a passion, but not just any passion, a passion that's driven by conviction. Do you guys know what it is to have conviction? It means to have a settled belief in your heart that's not going to change. Amen. That you're moved by something, not only because it feels good, but because you believe in it. Amen? To be moved by something, not only because it feels good, but because you believe in it. You see, a lot of people that give, them, that give their lives over to, to, to the work of God and the ministry of God, like pastors, amen? They don't just do this because it feels good, they do this because they believe in it. Amen? And we have to be people that are driven by this type of passion. That when you come to church and when you think about restoring together, or when you think about those families, that you're moved by a passion. And a passion not just because it feels good, but because you believe in it and you're completely fixed and sold out, convinced. Nothing's going to change your mind that you believe in what you believe in. Amen. We're going to have to have a passion. But a passion with the conviction. You know, that's something that's going to be the difference maker in what we do. That we truly believe in what we're doing. You know, I, I run the men's home. I've been running the men's home with Pastor Edgie for a few years now. You know, and, and opportunity is always there, people. You're never going to lack opportunity as, 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 a, as a, that's offered in the world. Amen. But I remember feeling in my heart the calling of God. Feeling in my heart the calling of God had a world full of opportunities ahead of me, but feeling the calling of God. So I had a world of opportunities, but I had something that was convicting me in my heart that stirred up a passion in me, amen? That stirred up something so awesome and so unexplainable that it would cause me to leave everything that this world has to offer and follow Jesus. Amen? To leave everything this world has to offer and follow Jesus. And, I, and I've said this before, you know, the, if you guys remember, you know, the Reverend Billy Graham, you know, he was awesome, man, awesome. You know, one of the most awesome evangelists of our generation. And then they asked him, Mr. Billy Graham, you know, because he used to be a spiritual advisor to presidents. The presidents used to come to Billy Graham and, and ask him for advice. And they asked him, Mr. Billy Graham, would you ever consider running for president? And immediately he chuckled and he said, now why would I want to lower my position as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ to run for president. 
Amen. He regarded the things of God, the passion for the things of God, higher than the passion of, of, of the highest position in the United States. And he said, why would I want to lower what I do to become a president? Right? Because he had a passion. He not only did something that felt good, but he did it driven by conviction. Amen? And if we're going to have a passion, we need to have a, a passion for God. Can I get an amen? A passion for God. Someone say a passion for God. We need to have a passion for God. You know, and all of us here are here. We're Christians. We're born again. We're believers. We're sold out. We're bought blood. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. But we need to really truly have a passion for God. Amen. Thank you. You know, it's awesome when we wake up every morning and the first thing on our mind is, is a thank you, Jesus. Just a thank you, Jesus, you know? It doesn't have to be all spiritual and, you know, get up floating on a cloud. But just a thank you, Jesus. I thank you for my salvation this morning. Today, Lord, I thank you that you saved me. I thank you that I'm good. Uh, minister to my heart. Put people in my path, whatever. But we wake up with the thank you, Jesus, with a passion for God. Immediately, a passion for God. Can I get an amen? You know, a passion for God. And again, I put a deep conviction here. A deep conviction that he's there. You know, one of the most awesome things when you have a passion for God is that you know that He's there. Amen? And, and that you know that He knows you and that He knows that He's calling you unto Himself. Imagine every day, God knows you. God is thinking about you all the time, every time. God is, 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 is omniscient. He's everywhere all the time. He's powerful. He could think of all of us at the same time. Amen? A conviction that when we come on Sundays... That it's for him. Amen. A conviction that every day that we walk through these double doors Sunday and we come to lift up our hands, it's for him. Amen. Amen. That's one of the most awesome things. And not only that it's for him, but it's about him. You know, amen. clap, come on. Amen. It's about him. You know, and church has the ability to become a, like a social club. Yeah, go see my boys today. Amen. And, but it's about him. It's about Jesus. It's about his purpose. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about the calling of God. Amen. I'm gonna, for the sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and move up here. We need to, and then we also need to be people that have a passion for people. We need to be people that have a passion for people. Amen. The church is about people. Jesus came to save people, the sinners. We are the sinners. Amen. We need to be people that have a passion for people. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30, you don't have to turn there, but it says that the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, but he who wins souls is what? Wise. Come on. I got a couple of you guys. Amen. That he that wins souls is wise. A person that has a passion for people. Amen. And see, we see amazing things take place here. And we see amazing things take place in other people's lives. And we need to ignite that passion for people and let other people and share with other people what we have. Amen. Share with other people what we have. You know, that uh, bring somebody. Bring somebody. Share with somebody what you have. You know, we share with people all kinds of stuff. You hear that somebody gets fired, you want to, hey, I'll show you how to fill up for unemployment, dog. Don't even trip. Right? I'll show you how to fill out unemployment. Don't worry, right? He has a need and we, cool, I got you. Right? Oh, I'll show you how to fill out for EBT. Don't even trip. Right? I'll let you borrow one of my kids. 
<laughs> oh man, why are you guys laughing? Because some of us know that it's true, right? We have these ideas that when somebody has a need, we come through. Amen? But what about when we see people struggling the way we struggle? Do we bring them to Jesus? Do we bring them to church? Are we people that are restoring together? Do we have a passion for God and His kingdom? And do we have a passion for people? Amen? I can, you know, sometimes I feel convicted, you know, especially when I begin to write something. I'm thinking like, man, how many people did I not pay attention to this week that I could have invited to church? Amen. It's our job just to drop the seed. We're not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts people of sin. But we can drop the seed into everybody we can. Amen. Amen. See, passion is what fuels us as individuals to move ourselves to get up and do what God has called us to do. Passion is what moves you as an individual. When you begin to be moved, amen, to do something, it's going to be because you're moved by passion. By uncontrollable conviction, amen, to do something. You know, because faith by itself is good. It's awesome that we're people of faith. But even James says, faith without works is dead. We need to do something about what we believe. Amen. See, check this out. If passion for God and passion for people move you as an individual, then what fuels the ministry? Right, because we come here every time, and, and it's weird. You know, have you guys ever seen that show, How It's Made? And you never realize how a pencil was made? All you know is that you go to the store, and you buy it, and you start writing. You figure out how your boots are made. You figure out how everything's made. And you had no idea that all this process went to making a boot, went to making a spoon. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen that show or no? Okay, if you guys have never seen it, it's a show that shows you how everything's made. And in other words, and, and, and the reason I say that is because sometimes we come to church and we just think that everything is already set up. You know, the speakers were here when we got here. Everybody just showed up. Their chairs were there. The nursery just happened to be there when we walked in. No. There's a way that it's made. There's a way that it happens. There's a way that it's here. Amen? See, and it's a passion for ministry. You know, Pastor Reggie's been ministering to us, being kingdom-minded and being ministry-minded, amen? Being kingdom-minded is the salvation, amen, that Jesus brings. Being ministry-minded is being here how it happens, amen? See, the ministry is the work of God, how this takes place. Check it out. This is, I wrote this for you guys right here. Look at The vision is what we're going to do. What? What are we going to do? Reach. Reach people at any cost. It doesn't matter who they are. Reach the drug addict. Reach the alcoholic. Reach the lawyer. Reach the police officer. Reach, 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 reach at any cost. Teach. Teach them what? The word of God. Mend. Mending people through the love of God. And sending people back to the harvest. The harvest of their families. The harvest of their cities. That's what we do. That's the vision. But the ministry is how we do it. Can I get an amen? That was good right there. You got to give the Lord a clap offering for that. Because the ministry is how we do it. We need to have a, a passion for God. We need to have a passion for people. And we need to have a passion for the ministry. Can I get an amen? I'll get excited for that one for sure. Check this out. Got you guys all excited. And giving is what keeps the vehicle of the ministry moving. Giving is what keeps the ministry of the vehicle moving. I want to get you guys' attention here for a minute. Look, at, because I think if, if we can humble ourselves, amen. Humble yourself means just to take a lowly spirit. 
Amen? It doesn't, it's not a bad light. Humble yourself because you're being prideful. No, it's to take upon a, 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 a meek spirit, right? I think if we humble ourselves and learn about giving, amen, and how it plays a part in restoring together, then sometimes we won't struggle and have a hard time when we hear about giving. Because it's a common thing for people to, to struggle when it comes to the church and giving, you know? And I'll tell you why. Look, we live, in, we live in such a crooked generation. We live in such a crooked generation that everything is a trick, right? Everything is a scam, right? Oh, don't do that. It's a pyramid scam, but they just want your money, and then you got to get 10 more people, and nothing. We don't believe in nothing. That's a scam. What's the gimmick? What's the trick here, right? Everything in this world is a ripoff. And the problem is, is that we get that mentality that's a worldly mentality and we bring it into the church and the people burn themselves, amen, from something that's supposed to bless you. Because even the Bible says that if you give, it will be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Amen. Even the kids know that pressed down, shaken together, running over. Amen. The kids know how to give. The kids are amazing. Right. How? How do you get something pressed down, running over, shaken together? I mixed that up and it still sounded good. Amen? Why? How? By when we give. See? The see is, is that we bring that mentality from the world that everything's a ripoff. All they want is your money, right? And we bring that into the church and we ruin something that's supposed to bless us. Can I get an amen? Amen. Got one prayer. Thank you back there. <laughs> amen. You know, they say that you could tell a lot, of pe- a lot about a person if you could see their bank statements. <laughs> you could tell a lot about a person if you can see their bank statements. What would we know about Brother Alonzo if we saw his bank statements? You probably know where he likes to eat. You would know what he likes to buy. You would know where he goes to the minute the check gets in the bank. <laughs> right? Because we love, we love those things. You're going to see... Um, Right? Starbucks on my wife. Boom. She gets money. Her card's going to say Starbucks. She loves Starbucks. Right? Who doesn't love Starbucks? Right? And I'm saying that. And it's kind of funny that you could know a lot of person if you could see their bank statements. Because what do they, what do they spend their money on? Right? You could see their favorite food. What they like to do. Amen? And if you're like me, at the end of the month, you're broke. <laughs> can I get an amen? I know we can get a witness on that one. At the end of the month, we are broke. I see, amen. We're still blessed though. Amen. See, so it's funny because really we have no problem giving. If, if, I, end up, if I end up broke, I obviously like to give my money somewhere because I ain't got it, right? See, you don't even realize that we're givers by nature. We're givers by nature. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he what? That he even gave his only begotten son. See, by nature, we're, give, we're givers. And here's a couple, see, and I'm going I'm to be closing with this. Here's a couple things that will help us understand giving and the passion for ministry. Because this is about passion. Do we have what it takes, amen, to be people that restore us together? Do we have first a passion for God because it's about God? Amen. Do we have a passion for people because it's about people? And do we have a passion for the ministry because it's going to be done through ministry? Amen. Amen. One is we give to what we believe. We give to what we believe. 
Whatever you believe to, you'll give to. Amen? When we believe, believe means to be fully convinced that something is true. To be fully convinced that something is true. Order now and you get two for the price of one. (laughs) You're fully convinced that you're getting a deal. You're going to get on that phone and start dialing. I kid you not. Amazon has a sale. I'm on it. Right? Because you're fully convinced that it's true. So when we give, we give to what we believe to. What we believe in. What we believe in. You know, do we believe in what we're doing? To be fully convinced, amen? That this is about the kingdom of God and that this is for people, amen? We become passionate for the work of God. I, re- I remember feeling in my own heart, like I said, a little testimony of that. I knew that, that, that my life was called to live for the kingdom of God, for the things of God. And it was called to be for people, for other men who came in just like me. And at that moment, because I fell in love with what God put in my heart, I had no problem giving my life. Right? And it's the same thing. We, we give to what we believe. And another one is this. We give to what we love. We give to what we love. When you, when you have a love for something, you give. See, love can be compared to passion. When you have a love for something, you have a passion. It, it, it means to be excited or enthusiastic for something. Right? To be enthusiastic or excited for something. See, a lot of us love and we have a passion for sports. Football season's on, right? Amen. I mean, Raider fans that we got in the house. Oh, man, see? See, Raider fans got faith. They got faith. You know, that's crazy faith right there. You got to have faith to be a Raiders fan. <laughs> right? You got the Raiders hat, you got the Raiders jersey, you got the Raiders keychain, you got the Raiders this, you got the Raiders that. Your car got the Raiders seat covers. Yeah. How many Cowboys fans we got in the house? Right? <laughs> wow, see, we get excited for what we love. Come on, to be passionate means to be excited and enthusiastic. We talk football. Woo! Everybody gets excited. Come on. Right? You make a way to get that jersey. I mean, you make a way to get that. You make a way to get that New Jersey. You'll save pennies. You'll kids don't get allowance for a month, but you're gonna get that jersey. You're gonna get it. <laughs> and it's funny how we can use natural illustrations to 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 express and learn about something spiritual. To learn about something spiritual, that when we truly love something and we're excited for, we we make a way. We give. We we do it. Amen. Some of us love our cars. I don't know how many car lovers we have out here, but cars, man, some people love their cars. You have every accessory that Honda makes and the aftermarket parts. Amen? But we give to what we love. Amen? We really do. We really do. As people, we give to what we love. And that's something that's real and something that's evident, that we really give to what we love. Amen? How much do we love the work of God? How much do we really love the work of God? How much do we really love what we do here in church? How much do we really love what this is about? Amen. And the last one, and I'll be closing with this, is we give to what we belong to. Amen. You give to what you belong to. Turn your Bibles to the book of 2 Corinthians, and this will be the last scripture this morning. Chapter 8, verse number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 5. Sorry, verse 1 through 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 through 5. 
And the word of God says this. Now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of God, which has been given in the churches in Macedonia in a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy and their even in their deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of their liberty. For I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave they gave of their own accord. Amen. Beginning with us with much entreaty for the favor and participation in the support of the saints. And this not as well as had expected, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then they gave to us by the will of God. Amen. It says that they first they gave to the Lord, they gave themselves over to the Lord, and then they gave over to the will of God, to the ministry. Amen. See, when we look at this, we, we look at these people and we must, sometimes we, you know, when I read the scripture, I was thinking, man, these people must have been like some super Christians that even in their poverty, the Bible, the Bible says that I, the Bible says that even in their poverty, they gave over in, in, in abundance. And then I kept reading and only to realize that these were brand new Christians. These were new converts. These were new believers. These people had no idea about any kind of principles. All they know is that they felt that they belonged to something now. Amen. They believed in the work of the Lord. They loved what God was doing. And they felt that they belonged to something. Amen. Amen. You know, and I encourage you this morning. And I tell you that you belong. You belong to something that's awesome. You belong to something that's great. And when I mean, and when I say you belong, I mean you have a place here. You have a place here. Amen. These people, when, 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 when Paul the Apostle, he told them, you have a place here in the kingdom. Amen. So they believed in the work. They loved what God was doing and they felt they belonged to something. See, we really give to where we belong. But we must have what it takes. Amen. We must have that, that, that passion. We must have that passion for God. We must have that passion for people. Amen. And it's done here. Amen. A passion for God, a passion for people, and a passion for the ministry. You know? And, and sometimes we've never even known about passion. And a moment like this is a time to establish yourself in that passion, in that fire, and establish yourself like a pillar. You know, some of us have had passion, but we let the passion dwindle away. You know? And that's what the altar for. The altar is for is establishing yourself. The altar is a place of sacrifice. The altar is a place of covenant. The altar is a place where you can come and come in agreement with God and say, God, I make covenant with you to say that I want to have this passion. I want to be a person that has a passion for you. I want to be a person that has passion for people. And I want to be a person that knows how to do what I'm called to do. Amen. Let us all stand this morning. this morning but I really wanted to minister this this morning amen how important it is to have a passion for God you know even in our last scripture it says man they first gave themselves over to God and how important it is to have a passion for people you know when I want to open these altars you know, I want to open these altars for for some of us to come and establish that covenant 
for some of us to come and make that sacrifice of our own life and say, you know what? I do, I do. I want to have that passion. I do have that passion. I want that passion to be stirred up. I want that fire to be kindled. I want to know that I can be someone that restores together. You know? And it's good. Because what God could, could, could ignite a man and a woman, God could reach that family. And like I said earlier, when God could reach that family, He could reach that community. To be a lighthouse for anybody who knows you and knows who you are. Because you have a passion. You're driven by a, 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 an excitement and, and something that has a deep conviction. And I want to open these altars this morning. First of all, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if anybody here has not accepted the Lord in your heart, I'd like to pray with you this morning. Amen. We're all family here. And next, I want to open these altars, amen, for everybody to come here and, and I can pray with you and we can establish that here at the altar, amen, that we be people with passion, that we be a people with, with, a, with a burning desire. Father, we just thank you this morning. We give you glory and honor and praise. We give you glory and honor and praise, God. And we want to be people of passion, oh Lord. We want to be people of passion, of conviction. That is moved, my God. That is moved with this conviction, my God, to do what you've called us to do.